Hello, welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 196. I am, of course, Neil Bolt, hosting as ever. And it's uh, a week where things have happened, would you believe? Um, not just in the world of PlayStation. It's been my birthday this week, which was, as ever, afflicted with the misfortune that follows it, which uh, this year was an infant daughter throwing up two nights running and then deciding that she was going to shove a raisin up her nose and have to be taken to hospital to have it extracted. So yeah, it was a, a fun weekend that has slowly caught up. And I'm very tired, but uh, there is still much to talk about. Well, not maybe as much as we'd hoped, because PSX, for all our wants and predictions and dreams, it had dreams, it just didn't have much else that was new or big. So, you know, Sony warned us, they said, you know, there wasn't going to be much after the Paris Awards, Paris Awards, the Paris show, and uh, they were right. But, but, yeah, we'll get legitimately angry anyway, because video games. Um, Joining me, as ever, is Ben Chilliver Hall. How are you doing, Ben? Uh, I'm disappointed I still don't have my infinite gauntlet. Yes, as ever, you were... (laughs) (laughs) At some point, I suppose. But then, if you had it already, you know about it. Surely, that's true. In the future, if you had it in the future, right in the future, I'll surely go back in time to give it to me now. Yeah. One second. Uh, No. No, doesn't work. Nor for me. Uh, Which, (laughs) unfortunately, we'll have to go on being on a podcast, (laughs) not living on a boat. Drinking champagne. And My boat would it. also be flying. A flying boat, <laughs> like Skies of Arcadia. Uh, yep. Yep, that would do me. Um, so you're well, other yep. than that. Well, other than a the lack bit of a cold, but yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's that time of year. Something has to be afflicting somebody somewhere. So here we are, and our affliction is hoping that something was at PSX. I mean, we're downplaying it, surely, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, also joining us, of course, is Gary Bagdasarov. How are you doing, Gary? I'm just dandy. Just, just dandy. dandy. I like that. <laughs> nice to be dandy. In yes. this day and age, there's not enough dandiness going on in this day and age. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. You, you, you're pumped up from all the hot, big announcements from the last few days. <laughs> um, sure, why not? I guess. Are you absolutely double stoked that we're going to get Devil May Cry two on the PS4? I am. I am because oh, I am. Cry two. It's misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood. Yes, it's twice as bad as you remember. <laughs> now in HD. It was uh, always HD on PS3. <laughs> now in Ultra HD. That's so horrible. Uh, uh, I don't even know why it's taken so long. That game should have been out now. Well, probably because it's come uh, down in March. <laughs> I'll be honest, the ports were um, pish poor, to be fair, at the time. So I'd... maybe. And they... you really think they're going to change anything? No. Having, having played other ports, <laughs> I would say no. But... <laughs> <laughs> other Capcom ports at that. But. Uh... Like I said, that's a mixed bag. If the game's good, it doesn't matter so much. But uh, they they definitely royally boned the original Devil May Cry in that port last time out. 
Let's just hope Konami never do the Silent Hill ports again. That's, that's the one that would be a horrible kick in the teeth. To express that Konami kick in the teeth is where Silent Hill is concerned. At least they changed things. Yeah, <laughs> for the worse. <laughs> At least they did something. <laughs> so oh, we did, we did something. Uh, that's EA's motto, isn't it? It's like we did something. You may you're gonna hate it, but we did. Uh, uh, oh, anyway, before we go forgetting that there's more than us here, joining us for a second consecutive week in a row is Alfonso Boxel. How are you doing, Alfonso? Hey, guys. I am well. Good to be on. Just like all days, you know, consistency. So I will be on next week. Just hope I will be on for Christmas Eve. If we get to that, yeah, that would be good. If, depending on uh, scheduling, you know, it's... Uh, if not Christmas Eve, then we'll do it as close as we can to it and maybe put it out on Christmas Eve because I'm sure that's the present everybody wants is us. <laughs> the present of us. <laughs> I wouldn't give that to my worst enemy. Or would I? <laughs> Listen. Well, I'm already getting it, so I'm pretty sure that is what you want to give me. <laughs> <laughs> no innuendo needed there. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, after the non-event of the last couple of weeks where, you know, nothing's coming out of the note that isn't Dead Rising 4. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's been award season and there's a whole bunch of that going on at the round at the minute, um, including ours next week. Very, very here on Unchained, we will have our own awards that will basically not really be awards. It'll be just us saying we like these games and this is why. But, you know, we'll, we'll be there doing our best Jeff Keighley impression. We'll have no trailers to show you, so we'll almost be like PSX. But, uh, <laughs> but I will buy some Doritos. <laughs> and I'll, I will, I'll go to the Dew. American store as well to buy some Mountain Dew. I, I, yeah, I go around the corner. I think it's about 50p a can. It's fine. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to buy the American stuff. Ooh, going dodgy-dodgy. Yeah, it's about pound fifty a can. Scandalous. Yeah, all the way. All the way. So yes, talking of the Keeley, um, the Game Awards, the awards that Mr. Keeley likens to the Oscars for games in that, you know, most of the nominees are paid for and tend to be completely nonsensical as winners go. Um, The only difference being the popular vote isn't the blockbusters in movies, obviously, so... We've maybe got a little way to go there, eh, Jeff? Um, so, what did we get? Um, we, before we get to the announcements, I suppose um, let's have a quick recap through the awards. Um, no surprise, The Legend of Zelda won a few, including Game of the Year. Um, let's concentrate, though, on what PS4 laden games there were that won awards. Um, what Remains of Edith Finch, a big favourite here at uh, Unchained on Best Narrative, beating out the lights, yeah, being out the lights of Hellblade, Horizon, Nier and Wolfenstein 2 so yeah, that did well um, Nier, as we were saying, won the uh, Best Score Slash Music Awards beating out the lights of Cuphead Destiny 2, The Legend of Zelda Persona 5 and Super Mario Odyssey, I mean, yeah, it's a very good soundtrack, it has to be said um, Hellblade won Best Audio Design and Best Performance by Melina Jurgens. Uh, so, so yes, that was a, it's a very good 
very good shout. Also won Games for Impact Award, beating out the likes of Life is Strange's Before the Storm, Night in the Woods, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch as well. So yeah, it did well. Did old uh, Hellblade, three awards there. Um, elsewhere, Overwatch won the best ongoing game, which was nonsense. Destiny 2 is in the best ongoing game, a game that came out two months ago. It, it's, can you really say it's ongoing when the player base has dropped off the face of the earth? During that time, I mean, Warframe was in there. To be fair, that deserved it though. I mean, yeah, I mean, the game's had, in there. It's got loads of new stuff. It's got open worldness added. It's, it's it deserves yeah. best ongoing because it's got the best ongoing support for free. Exactly. Well, the games actually made sense in that category. GTA Online, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Four years running, still going strong. Overwatch, yeah, okay, it's been over a year, doing all right. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, yeah, came from a very disastrous point to actually keep on going strong. And Warframe, as you said. But Battlegrounds, which came out this year, and or hasn't even come out this year, and Destiny 2, could you really call them ongoing games when they haven't been out for a full calendar year? I it's, think uh, that it shouldn't even count because my idea on going is should be a load of DLC. It should be a load of DLC and it should have been at least one year old yeah. by the time the awards come around. Because if you're going to have an award, make sense of it, you know. That's it. In which case, she... I'm going to give Fantasy 14 best ongoing game. Yeah, again, it could have been that could have been in there instead of one of those yeah. easily. But again, you have to think that um, certain companies uh, wanted their game in there. Um, Microsoft, I imagine, pushed quite hard to have Battlegrounds included in a few awards. Yeah. Um, Battleground shouldn't have been included in anything. No, but that, that's definitely a debate to be had. Unless there's no, 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 there could be an early access game award. Then well, no, because then that's it's... what we need an early access game award. Hey, it, it, that way, we'll get rid of all the crap from the other awards. Well, yeah, again, that makes a mockery of the idea of an ongoing game. For a game that's not even out yet, how can it be an ongoing game? Yeah. It's, it's a strange, strange system. That's why it should uh, be in the early access game award where. You award a game that you think's got potential to be good when it's released. The only award it should have been in is most uh, upcoming game that people want. This is the only award. That would be the early access game award. <laughs> Best unfinished game on the market. There you go. That's the way. Best pre-made assets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I better shut up before we get to Best game, pretending that it's the first of its kind. Yeah. I'm just happy it didn't win a single award. Yeah, yes. That, made my that. that was the only thing I cared about the most. Um, a big triumph in the VR yeah. category, of course. Uh, Resident Evil 7 won that award, so which is... Nice. Uh, which, again, is also really surprising to me that it was... It won that award. You think it's it, surprising? It is, because it's not a VR game. It just supports but, VR. Yeah, but the whole Aye, game is in VR. So. Yeah, you, the fact that you can play the whole game in VR. And and it the DLC is in VR. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't designed as a VR game. But I, it clearly, I'd, argue, but... I'd argue that it was, because the whole thing about the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, that was the origin, to be yeah. fair, with the kitchen demo. And I will say that even if it wasn't, you have the fact that it, it had the ambition to be a full-length game yeah. playable in VR. Which at the time was, you know, a big move. Yeah. I think on that alone, it's dessert. Especially when you consider the likes of, say, Farpoint, which you know, 
yeah, they're very much a VR game, but you can tell if it didn't have VR, it would be a very, very dull game. Resi succeeds mm-hmm. at being a good game regardless of that. I also and found out if you stream VR games, a little chat box appears at the bottom when you're in Twitch. That'd be fun when you're playing a horror game. <laughs> so looking at this box, what's, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, because uh, my friend Fusion X was streaming Resident Evil 7, and a little text box at the bottom that shows a little bit. It doesn't show much, but it shows a bit of the Twitch chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's... The... Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what else do we have? Wolfenstein 2 won Best Action Game, beating out Cuphead question mark uh destiny 2 neo and prey again I'd be destiny 2 interesting list there um i suppose what do you define as that an action game i mean would considering the next category was action adventure would cuphead not have been better suited to that i mean well it's not really much would, adventure in cuphead i mean it? would neo not be better suited being an action adventure game if that's the case because it's surely it's closer to say a horizon or an Assassin's Creed Origins than it is a Wolfenstein or a Prey. Well, since they got rid of the best platform game, they had to shove Cuphead into something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just like two categories shoved into one, and it would have been easier. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Persona 5 walked away with the best RPG. Yes. Um, again, very interesting that in a year that had some very strong ones, you had Final Fantasy fifteen and South Park the Fracture but hole in there, which you know Dr. Why, North why North. was Final Fantasy fifteen in that category? Game came because out it, last year. I think it came out after the awards last year, yeah. so technically it's counts. Oh, no, the as... awards happened in December last year too. They just didn't include it in it. It came out hmm. too early. Too soon, I mean too yeah, too late to the war show. Came they, out they after were, the sort They had to wait to see if it was gonna be a hit or not, I suppose. Um, best fighting game Injustice 2 yeah probably right to be fair I mean it has its issues in terms of Warner Brothers dickery but it is a very good fighting game it should just go to Dragon Ball Z. I know it's not out yet but it deserves it well that's next year that's next year yeah but still it deserves it Um, the beta was this year (laughs) I I need to point this out because I I I seethed with rage the minute I saw it but best strategy game went to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle um, which is a rip-off of, of course, XCOM, which was also in there for War of the Chosen, which annoys the holy shit out of me. Good work, so, Mario. Yes. So Now we know the yeah. future of Mario. It's not platforming. It's, it's strategy games. So, yeah, a, a version of XCOM that isn't anywhere near as good as XCOM is apparently better than XCOM. So. Legit. Legit. Um, what else won? The sports game was an Xbox one. I think the only Xbox win of anything, to be honest, um, which was Forza. Um, multiplayer game apparently didn't have a winner. I don't know, or did that just not? I'm just maybe my list didn't have a winner. But, uh, there you go. Usual suspects were. You know in why there. they haven't got a winner? Because they're still busy playing it. Yeah, they can't decide. Because it's secretly um, also the best ongoing game. Um, Cuphead won Best Independent Game again. What? Um, in a year, what remains of you to finish? And Hellblade: Night in the Woods. It seems very odd. I don't that even that... consider Cuphead an independent. Uh, it's independent, I guess, but it was funded by Microsoft, wasn't it? Really? I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, odd one. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
Player Unknown's Battlegrounds did win Best Multiplayer Game. Oh, they there just, you go. They just forgot to announce it. <laughs> thank, thanks to thanks to whoever wrote the article for for not highlighting who won there. That that was uh, doing me a favor. <laughs> I didn't hear what Gary said. So <laughs> good, yeah, it's fine. Um, most anticipated game went to the Last of Us Part Two, showing that despite all the histrionics about the trailer, that didn't really matter uh, because yeah, I kind of dislike that. I like the look of Last of Us Two, but. I'm one of those people that wish that it was only games next year. Oh man, get that. Four of the five games in that category, PS4. And the other one was Red Dead. Which is PS4. Yeah. Um, what else? Esports game was Overwatch. Yay. Um, Rocket League would have won that, in my opinion. But uh, Also, they had a best debut indie game as well as a best independent game. And Cuphead won that as well. So... Did they just make categories for it to win? I, I'm, I'm very. Yeah, I'm starting to think that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as as odd. I mean, yes. Yeah, think... won the, Cuphead won this category that doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, if you want the award side of it to be less of a mockery, then maybe think about making them a bit more serious and not this shoddy. Oh, we got two awards with the similar ideas. Let's just have different games in the category that maybe won the same. Just come on, just cut your categories. Well, we all know after this this year's VJs who needs to host next year's. Yeah, but it's not like I mean half the awards were like done one after the other, you know, like in quick succession. They're like, oh, this thing won this, this, and this at the same time. Like that's great in terms of timekeeping, but yeah. maybe just cut some of the shit awards and or just cut some of this other stuff. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The real reason anyone goes into this is uh because um is the trailers that, that yeah. turn up and guess what almost none of the trailers everyone was hoping for turned up so that, that was a good start um the obvious one that did though of course was the trailer for death stranding which uh which it's nobody very... still knows what it means well no there's, there's plenty to take from it to be fair i think i am Slightly sad that Tim's not here actually this week because it would have been a good thing to discuss with him. But um, yeah, it's it's batshit crazy looking, but by God, does that not make me want it more? It's uh, very much Kojima with the leash off and could be a disaster or could just be genius in a lovely, lovely way. We shall see. How's everyone else dealing with the baby and the thumbs up and the throat thing and beyond that. It's just surely going to be the, the go-to gift that every thumbs up thing you want to do in any messaging ever again. Ben, did you see it? It sure was something that happened. To someone. I, I don't know what to... what. You just don't... It, you, you just don't go full Kojima, I think. I think you do. I think that that's the best thing to do. <laughs> Go full Kojima, because if you don't go full Kojima, you know, you get... Just the tip Metal of Kojima. <laughs> you get Metal Gear 5, which is <laughs> half Kojima, half studio interference. Uh, but did you hear about the fact that you can see Kojima in the trailer? Wouldn't, Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me when I heard it and I saw it. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's... Why not, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? He, he is the, the main man at that studio, so it makes sense that he'd uh, once again insert himself in his own work. Um, 
So, Alfonso, what did you think of the Death Stranding? It was very creepy. It was interesting, but it it was very creepy. But it, it makes me more intrigued to for it to be released so I could play it because I'm I'm interested, especially that that I don't know that big tall figure that was in the like the clouds and the dude that tried to kill himself went by his mouth and then it just vanished. That was, yeah, that, that was crazy to see. Yeah, there's an allusion to some sort of the, the bigger figure had lots of strings coming from his hands, so suggesting some sort of puppetry of people, which could be interesting. You know, there's, there's been a lot of talk of you know sticks and ropes and things from Kojima about uh, the way the game will play. Some of that was on display, I think, with what they showed, um, especially the, the whole past the football and nature of the baby in the jar. And I think we did call it past the jar baby as, as simulator as games go. Yeah, it's got promise in a weird, bizarre, bizarre, bizarre way. What about you, Gary? Um, nothing really changed in my opinion of it <laughs> with that trailer. <laughs> um, it, it, I just don't get it. Um, and I guess that obviously makes sense and you're not really supposed to understand what's going on because nothing's really been explained about the game but like I'm still baffled as to like watching these trailers like what kind of game is it even going to be Um, the way it's looking to me it's going to be a walking simulator or a game that maybe David Cage could make um that's what I'm gathering from it. Um, I don't think it has. It's going to be this massive AAA title because obviously it's his new studio. He doesn't have 500 people working on the game. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I'm not that hyped or into Death Stranding right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he got a standing ovation after the trailer, and I couldn't figure out why. Because I'm sure everybody in that audience was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> um, if anybody else except Kojima did that trailer, nobody would be cheering about it whatsoever. Yeah, but that's, that, that, that is the Batman defense then, isn't it? It's like saying if this game didn't have Batman and it, it would be shit. It's like, yeah, but they did cheer because it was Kojima and his kind of game. It's like, that, that's exactly why. Yeah, so I I don't know yet. Until I see what the hell the game actually is or how it plays, I don't really have any interest in it right now. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's um some interesting stuff to it that I noted. Um, like the um wrist things they had on all corresponded with dual shot colors, you know, on the light bar. Um, depending on their situation. So that. That could play into something, which does suggest some sort of uh, multiplayer online component. And I think he's already stated it will be like a, a third-person shooter style of game because, uh, and there were guns. Um, it, I do think there's a, an element of time travel slash dimension hopping to it, in that uh, hence why you've got this, you know the the invisible ones and weird shapes in the sky. So yeah, it's yeah with him. It could be all misdirection where Kojima's concerned, as he's very good at that. So I suppose we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, right. Other games were shown that... Uh, let's see what we got. We had the Metro Exodus new trailer, which yeah, it's a snowy post-apocalypse. So that, Gary, that must be right up your street. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for Metro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually more excited because it looks like you get to spend more time outside rather yeah. than in subway tunnels this time. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I'm I'm super stoked for it. I thought the last two Metroid games were pretty damn good. And yeah. this looks that much better. Yeah, they did did very well with the source material. And uh, it seems like they're going, again, to, to rely on some of that to make the game. And yeah, a, a nice snowy outside post-apocalypse is and strangely not well-used angle most of the time. You get bits of it in games, but to have whole chunks of it, that's definitely up my street too. Ben, what about you? Nah, I'll give it a pass. He's giving it a pass. Oh, Gary. He's carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso, what about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the trailer was nice. I enjoyed the previous Metro game, so yeah, this is definitely on my list. So yeah, Bennett. He's Bennett. <laughs> we brought back Bennett Garriott, the extra edition here. Um, Soul Calibur Six that was revealed. I'm. It's another fighter that's using Unreal Engine Four again. So like Tekken Seven did. Should be out next year. No uh, guest characters notably yet. So uh, whether that will happen or not, I suppose we'll see. But nice to see Soul Calibur back. I suppose Gary. Um, yeah, uh, I honestly haven't enjoyed Soul Calibur since 2. I think they took too many drastic changes in, in the combat for it, uh, with 4 and 5, or 3, 4, and 5, actually. Um, <laughs> I am excited for this one. Um, it looks pretty fun from you know the gameplay that they showed with Mitsurugi uh, fighting uh, Sophia, I think it is. I don't remember her name. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool because like all of a sudden fighting games are making a comeback again. Uh, yeah, really strong time. Yeah, you should be you, you talked about you know injustice winning the awards and that's like a very tough category if you look at the games that were in it. <laughs> um, and next year, if Soul Calibur Six comes out next year, it's going to be even tougher. Um, yeah, you'll have that. You'll have Dragon Ball. You'll have I think there's another Blast Blue in there as well next year. Yeah, the Blast Blue crossover with Persona and Ruby. Even yeah. Samurai Sounds in that game I found out yesterday. <laughs> and of course, you know, Nintendo could then go and decide to do a Smash Brothers and then that would add more to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they could release Smash Brothers. I, I don't think they'll do a new one, but... but yeah, a, a, a similar approach to Mario Kart, I imagine they could do. And yeah, so yeah, it, fighting games are very much back in and... Uh, I'll get to why later. I've come to get to appreciate them more again recently as well. Um, who haven't we asked? Uh, Alfonso, what about you? Into the Soul Calibur? Oh, yeah. I love Soul Calibur. It was just a matter of time because, you know, not including just because it's new. There's a, a new um, series, but they did Mortal Kombat, they did Street Fighter, they did Tekken. It was eventually time for them to do a new Soul Calibur. And when I saw it, I jumped up, and I was screaming, I was like, yes, it's about time. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
very looking forward to this. Yeah, I was surprised that they were su- suggesting that this would this big sixth game in a big franchise reveal was this. To be fair, because as much yeah, Soul Calibur is a known name. Did in I most predict games. this? I think. Well, I think we knew that it was coming. I just think yeah. it was a case of when, if it was going to be at the Game Awards or if it was going to be at Sony show, and it was like. When you think Jeff Keighley and the way he works and who he's greased his palms with, you think you hear, oh, six game in a series, big thing. And it's like, well, you don't think Soul Calibur 6, to be fair. But yeah, it's still good. Who um, definitely asked? Ben, the fightings with the souls and the calibers. If it has the RPG mode and create your own character, maybe I will. Oh yes, that that was a genuine delight, <laughs> to say the least. Cool. Um, moving on, um, there's a couple of other games. Uh, In the Valley of the Gods by the creators of Firewatch, uh, which looks like an Egypt set adventure. That I that looks interesting. Uh, ben, did you see that? Yeah, it looked good, but there was no platform or release date, so. No, but given they've put Firewatch on PS4, it's a good chance. But it looked really yeah. good, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a quick aside here. There will be a few of the games where there isn't confirmed to be on PS4, but given it's you know, the lead console platform at the minute, it's kind of likely that they'll appear somewhere down the line. Um, Alfonso, did you have a look at Valley of the Gods? I did. It looks interesting, but I need to see more on it before I could say yeah, I'm going yeah, to play it or Gary it. <laughs> well, uh, funnily enough, I think Gary, you you were a big fan of Firewatch, if I remember rightly. I was. I love Firewatch. It was a great game. I am incredibly excited for this game. Um, it's you know uh, it, it is from Capo Santos, so that helps. But I, like I've mentioned before, I really love like these historical locations and the mysteries they hold, uh, and solving those mysteries like. You know, obviously Uncharted and Indiana Jones, things like that. And this looks kind of like it. Um, of course, we don't really know exactly what you do in the game, but that's what I took out of it is your archaeologist. Yeah. I think, I think, again, if you were saying, though, it, knowing the, the uh, developer, it's a case of knowing what ideas they have rather than you know, what genre they take it to. So, yeah, yeah I think it'd be. And have an interesting title, nonetheless, with you know what they've done before. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to sell for that game. Um, then we had the sort of indie game that isn't because EA are helping make it spit as appropriate. Um, the uh, A Way Out by the creator of Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, good old director Joseph Farris, whose lovely accent. I wanted to host every video game award ever. Oh yes, because at E3, his accent was one of the highlights of EA's rather bloody dull presentation, and he uh, excelled himself here. <laughs> oh, he was amazing. He was quite amazing. I mean, yeah, it's nice to see someone who isn't just like uh, very much a, a stiff suit about what I they do. I had the Oscars. Fuck the Oscars. Yeah. But also someone who isn't like a massive racist or something. It, that's also a plus. It, it seems to be one or yeah. the other in, in terms of video game developers these days. It's either they have no personality or they have too much personality in a bad, bad way. So it's nice to see someone who's a bit mad. Now bring back that guy from Ubisoft who's a bit of a pirate and well, 
Oh, oh if they teamed up. Oh, the dream. We've got our dream team right there. E3 2018. Anyway, um, shouldn't discount the fact that his game is looking very interesting. It's um, even at E3, it was looking good. So obviously, the uh, catch of this is that you can uh, you're playing either character, you and a friend, even, and everything's happening in real time in the story as you both progress through it, and it's looking like a really cool idea. Um, and there's a co-op trial that I'll let a player who owns the game to invite a friend who doesn't. So, you know, that, that'd be interesting. That's, uh, and it got a release date, didn't it? It's out in March, I think. March 23rd. March 23rd. First part of that year already looking like, uh, it could beat this year's first quarter. It's crazy. Um, what did we think of A Way Out? Not necessarily the creator, but the, the game itself. Alfonso. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on games like that. I'm going to try it, though, but not. I don't think I'm going to get it right away. I'm going to wait until I, like, I read articles and hear people review it first before like I dive into it. See how, the, see how it goes, yeah. Fair enough. Enough. Ben, what about you? I probably will. That's really good. Uh, that's some good insight, Ben. Good insight. <laughs> and Gary, what about you? Um, I actually think it looked less impressive this time than it did when they unveiled it. I don't know if it was just the gameplay that they showed this time compared to before. Um, I was surprised to learn that you can play the game in single player which I don't think was the case when they first announced it. I thought it was specifically designed to be played with two people. Um, but now... Yeah, yeah, it might be a case of confirming it at the time. You know, so probably As we've probably learned in recent years, not saying something about a feature is probably best rather than saying something uh, before it's actually definitely going to happen. Uh, otherwise, you know, you get the Sean Murray effect. But Yeah. But I was surprised, actually, for the release date. I thought they had some exclusive contract with Microsoft to release it on their platform first. No, no, I think it was just the deal with EA. It's like, um, that was it. But wasn't it announced at their presser as early, or, you know, how Microsoft kept doing the Xbox first exclusive, or whatever it was called? Oh, no, no, this was at EA's, because uh, it was part of EA's ongoing okay. support program, um, which has produced, like, one game so far in two years before <laughs> just unravel. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it does it does look interesting. I just felt like the footage they showed was better at E three than what they showed here. Yeah, I think if this had been the first trailer it would have been a bit more underwhelming. But I think because with the, the knowledge gained from the first trailer it made, it was yeah, it works. I think now we are at the point where I don't really want to see much more. I want to ha- see how it handles and I play it myself to, to get it because it just seems like that sort of thing that doesn't really come across quite as well until you get it your hands on it yeah we shall see um what else did we have there wasn't a battlegrounds map um uh, i mean notable bayonetta is staying on nintendo of course bayonetta 3 got announced and there's a bayonetta and bayonetta 2 release for the switch as well which again just shows that it's not moving it's uh, a a big get for it still to be 
there for Nintendo, wouldn't you say, Gary? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, again, surprising. Um, here's a franchise that a lot of people liked when it first came out, and then the second one is a, was exclusive to the Wii U, and it didn't sell at all. And you pretty much assume the franchise was dead, but here's Nintendo giving it life again. Um, that should be interesting. I mean, we didn't really get to see gameplay of the third game, but no, but Platinum, we yeah, it's, Platinum it, Games is bagged at doing it. So, yeah, I, I'm actually excited for it. I never got to play the second one. I wasn't the hugest fan of the first game, but I'll definitely give it a shot now, especially with all three on one platform. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was a very Nintendo move to sort of say, yeah, we're making this game. Can you show it? Nope. but yeah it's good i'm glad that it's they're continuing to support it and um i think again i think we said this before where the platform holders are concerned that you know sony and nintendo are really good at doing that keeping the faith with franchises even if they don't particularly sell well through fault with their own or not and giving them another chance whereas you know microsoft are a bit safer with what they do it seems and don't like to sort of uh take those risks um what else did we have uh, anyone else sorry have anything to say on bayonetta being nintendo-y i think they bought the collector edition of even i don't have a switch mm, nice, nice. <laughs> I don't, do you have a switch alfonso or are you, are you going to get a switch actually my brother's buying a switch for christmas oh nice so um in terms of bayonetta 3 i give it up for nintendo um, I think it's going to help their company more, especially the Switch, because the Switch is actually doing well. So Yeah, I mean, that, that gives Bayonetta 2 and 3 a, better, a bigger audience. A problem with a lot of games, I mean... And Bayonetta go- 1 will be there as also. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that, that's been around, around the block a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not... Really- good. Yeah, go on, sorry, you go. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, it's worth remembering that with, like... Um, when a lot of the uh, Sony games get like, oh, here's a remaster of this one or a remake of that one from the PS3 era, and there's complaints about it. It's like, you've got to remember, not as many people got to play it because, you know, it wasn't the uh, successful console for most of the lifetime. So a lot of games just got ignored or missed completely by a huge swathe of the audience. It's why the Uncharted remasters did so well. Not just the people who played it already wanted to play it, but people who were jumping onto PS4, having spent the whole last gen on Xbox. So, yeah, the chance when you're on top, it's good to bring back the games that didn't get a chance to sell well. And Nintendo have done that well with Mario Kart, which still you know sold well, considering, um, on the Wii U. But, yeah, stuff like this, it'll help it. Sorry, Gary, go on. I was going to say, I'm very upset about the pricing for it, though. Um, the, the first and second game, because like, in Japan, they're releasing Bayonetta 1 and 2 as a collector's box that yeah. has both games in it. In Europe and North America, they're not doing a boxed version of the first game. Uh, it's digital only. And But the second game is getting a boxed retail copy. And if you buy the second game, you can then get a voucher to buy the first game for $10. <laughs> well, if you buy the collector's edition, you get the first one in for free as well. There is no collector's edition outside of Of the Switch? Yeah, it, there's not a physical one on the collector's edition, but yeah, there is a. 
Stupid. The console, not the game. Yeah, there's a collector's edition Switch version. It's Eastern Europe. But you get yeah, Bayonetta so, 2 and a digital voucher for Bayonetta 1. Yeah, but you have to buy the system. Right? No, it's 60 quid. It comes with some art cards. comes with other stuff. Can you link it to me? Because I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, all I heard is those two pricings. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that because that's... that's, that's... In too deep in the Nintendo pool for this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and we got that, that's why I've tempted to buy it. Um, what else do we have? Uh, GTFO was revealed. That was a shooter, a cop horror shooter from former developers of Payday and Naughty Dog designers as well. So showed four players making their way through a monster-infested complex. Um, I mean, yeah, it kind. Of, I I heard it looked impressive when it came out, but. It, it looks all right. The, the HUD reminds me a little too much of Aliens Colonial Marines, which is <laughs> like an instant turn on. But uh, yeah, it could be interesting. Did anyone else feel excited for GTFO? No. no. I like the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, that was the main negative most people had. But uh, yeah. Um, Fate of Silence, which, yeah. Is a another indie game. Uh, features a mix of survival gameplay with a Lovecraftian monsters. It'll be out on early access on Steam at the end of I think this week, but uh, could welcome to PS4 as GTFO by the way, which isn't confirmed. Um, yeah, that looked quite cool. It's uh, Gary's favourite thing, of course, which is no and stuff was <laughs> in it. <laughs> it is confirmed to come to consoles. They did confirm it. Make sure. Yes, yeah. It's just the uh, early access was uh, first, wasn't it? And uh, but that's cool. Yeah, I I quite like look at it. I like survival games that are done well, and a good spin on it always helps. Uh, I assume you like it, then Gary, or like the look of it at least. I do. Um, I'm not too keen on the survival aspect, having to hunt for food and all that. Um, <laughs> I really have a hard time playing those games because I already love my life that way and I don't want to live my virtual <laughs> life. Gary's. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary's by hunting for food, I mean going to the grocery store and picking <laughs> Just imagine the residents of your town just like being startled by a Gary in their bin at the middle of the night or something. It's like telling the teens, don't go having your parties in the woods, there's a Gary on the loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah uh, i'm it looks pretty interesting yeah. Yeah. but you other guys what, anything on fate silence no no ben i take your silence as a no yep yes <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> is that both for effect or for getting why not both <laughs> Why not both? Gary, um, check the... You know what? Um, yeah, so also we uh, a new IP called Witchfire from former Bulletstorm and Vanishing of Even Garter Devs, um, which looks cool, looks bloody gorgeous. Um, PC version only at the minute, but and uh, of course those games made their way to console, so it looks as beautiful as Even Carter did, and Looks like it's got mental shooting, like Bulletstorm and Painkiller. So, yeah, that, that for me, that that's a yes, please, Mister um, Ben. Did you see it? 
Maybe. What Maybe. game was it again? <laughs> Witchfire. <laughs> Witchfire! No. No, no I okay. did not. <laughs> Alfonso. <laughs> I did see it, and I will be getting it for PC, and then whenever they port it to consoles, I will get it for the PS4. Sure. And Gary. Uh, you had me at Painkiller. <laughs> yeah, it had me at Bulletstone. <laughs> I think that's why I still quite enjoy playing Fortnite so much, just, just because it has some of their devs on that as well. It's just like, and you can tell sometimes. That, those guys have got some good old shooting talent. Um, what else do we have? Um, Saber Interactive, uh, big shooter team, uh, are making a World War Z game that looks like the blandest zombie game in the world. Yeah, it's got the, the World War Z zombies of the film that making you know, huge towers. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it'd be a bit wank to me. And, that's personal feelings, I suppose, about the film <laughs> in general. Um, uh, Alfonso? I agree. Personal feelings about the film, so if I feel negative about the film, I'll probably feel negative about the game. Yeah, I mean, clear, it's a four-player co-op, so they're obviously going for the Left for Dead vibe, just without any of the personality, I'd imagine. Um, it is coming to PS4 and PC and Xbox One. Um, Gary, what did you think of the World War Z reveal? I enjoyed the reveal. I'm excited for the game. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, Dan. Uh, well, I enjoyed the movie, so... Um, it, it it looks like the next Left 4 Dead to me, so that makes me happy. So if it's like Left 4 Dead, I'll be more than happy with it. You remember what was going to be the next Left 4 Dead before? What? Do you, do you remember the last time a game was dubbed the next Left 4 Dead? What was it? Evolve. Evolve. Oh, yeah, that was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and that had people from Left 4 Dead working on it. So. The problem is, though, if you're trying to make a next version of the game that's already garbage, then it's going to be garbage. Oh, well, then we don't need Ben's opinion on this. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> um, cool. So that pretty much wraps up the Game Awards stuff. Um Oh, we could say there's loads coming for the next bit, which is, of course, PSX. But, yeah, it was fairly low-key, to be fair. Um, lots of mini-announcements, which were cool in their own right. It's just there was nothing huge and a few release dates here and there. Um, we know that Mega Man's going to be in Monster Hunter World. That's cool. I was quite happy about that. Um, or rather, a costume and weapons and stuff. Um, but I suppose the big reveal was that Medieval was... Uh, being remastered. By the way, can uh, I, can I, before, I'd like you to continue, but can I stop you here for a second? Go on. <laughs> During the uh, reveal, yeah, it was because he was wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. And we were in the Skype, and we were predicting what the game would be. Yeah. And I predicted it. Ah, nicely done. Didn't I, Gary? What was that? <laughs> 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 during our Skype thingy and we're like oh what the game will be and I'm like it's medieval oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I saw the future yeah, you totally called it yeah I called it I was I thought it was going to be Spyro but I, it ended up being a game I don't care about <laughs> <laughs> so it was so it was Spyro then what so I didn't know it was Spyro 
It wasn't Spyro. He's a game I don't care about. Uh, so, so we know who uh, you two who doesn't doesn't like that announcement. Uh, Alfonso, how did you take the medieval announcement? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> but not big on medieval either. I mean, I'm gonna play. Yeah, it's PlayStation. Yeah, the remaster yeah. from PS One. Yeah, I'm gonna play. But yes, yeah, I I could have they could have picked something better. I don't, I don't know what, but it could have been something better than medieval. Yeah, and police just, knots. just to kind of clarify, um, Sony, it's not a remaster. Let's be honest. If you're remastering it, that game is going to be hot garbage. So I think what you're looking for is a remake. <laughs> I don't know. They also call in, um, what's good? Shadow Colossus a remaster, but that obviously doesn't look like a remaster to me. <laughs> Well, no, because they're building it from the ground up. Remaster yeah. would be taking the existing assets and polishing them up. Yeah. A remake would be making the same game, but with different assets and maybe tweaking a few bits here and there. So, which is what they are. Again, silly things. It's like The Last of Us remastered, yeah? That's a remaster yeah. because it's the same game, but prettier. I also want a Vibe Ribbon remaster. A Vibre. A Vibe Ribbon. That'd be a good mobile thing, I think. Monster Hunter. Um, not Monster, Monster Rancher, sorry. Monster Rancher. I honestly can't differentiate Monster Rancher from Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Um, you've made me lose track of what I was talking about. Other than that, um, no, that was it. Yeah, so yeah, Medieval. I I liked the game when it came out originally, but I pretty much had the same stance as I did with Crash Bandicoot. It's like age has slowed it down a lot. It'd be like if they suddenly said, yeah, we're, we're remaking Driver. It's like, yeah, well, it'll look, it'll Actually, look to better. to be fair, though, I would buy that if they remade Driver. I don't know. I think oh, it's really oh, You say Driver. You know what it should actually be? I just thought what? the getaway. <laughs> you know, it was... I heard <laughs> this week the weirdest thing, which was um, the getaway apologist, which was people sort of talking about how ahead of its time it was. Yeah. Because it didn't have a HUD, and you know, you tell how damaged you were by, yeah. like, how, how bloody your suit was, and you got told which direction to go when you're driving by your indicators, and it's like, yeah, yeah great. It didn't stop the game being an absolute trash fire. Do you know, but... we technically got a new getaway on PS3, which was Home. Oh yes, yeah, it was the, the asset. Home started off as a getaway asset until it became Home. And there was that game that looked a lot like it was going to be the getaway that wasn't the getaway, which is, um, yeah, God knows what that was about. Um, see, what else? What else happened? Um, Sean Layden revealed that the PSN name change could yet happen in the next year, um, which I'm sure will be a conversation in every comment section on any PlayStation forum for the next year when it doesn't happen for an, any given update. Um, I I really don't see why people care at this point. So, but yeah, I'm happy that it, for people that it's happening, and then they can go on moaning about other things. Probably PlayStation Plus, usually that. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good opinion to have. To be fair, um, Ben, will you be happy to change your name to No Chili? You don't want to be Lava Scorpion. No. I'm chilly. I will always be chilly. I can change my real name to Lava Scorpion. That's good <laughs> enough for me. 
<laughs> it should have gets X amount of followers. I'll change his real name to. Oh yeah! If I get to ten thousand followers, I will change my oh, real life name. Oh no! You don't. <laughs> it's taken me what six years to get a thousand. Give people an excuse to do something ridiculous to someone's life. Come on. <laughs> If I reach 10,000 followers, I'll find a way to change my real name to Lava Scorpion. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, not that, Jesus. That, that, That'd be offensive. <laughs> Lava Scorpion. No, you're Mexican. It's not. Oh, yeah, true. Come on. But I'm not um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Alfonso, do you want to be changing your name after all these years? No, I'm content with what I have. I love what I have. No, I'm not changing it. And Gary, what about you? Yeah, I agree, Gary. It's, uh... <laughs> we change his name to I hate games. Sorry, you asked me about the name change. Um, I don't really care. I'm, I'm going to keep my name. I think the people who want to change their name should have had more intelligence when they did it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what point in your life you decided that Buttface420 was a good PSN name, <laughs> but you deserve to keep that name. So I think the only thing I would, I think the only instance I would change now is that my secondary account, which is my US account, is what my son uses. So I'd probably change that because it's currently Captain Nesco. And so yeah, it would be better to change something for him rather than me. So that's fair. Me, I'm quite happy with mine still. Son of Venom, still relevant comic books are even bigger now, are bigger now than they were when I made that name so it actually ended up being cool there you go there you go see yeah this episode it, certainly but... doesn't listen to our podcast because then we're going to get so much hate mail <laughs> oh we don't need to add the change name thing look at this one podcast on the internet they don't want <laughs> any of it done must mean nobody really wants it done oh dear um what else we have? Da, 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 da. Oh, does more Detroit become human? Yeah, it's still. I want to tell that. I mean, it looks interesting. I'm still intrigued by what it will be. I can't say I'm hugely optimistic. Save the fish. As I said on Gary... Twitter, you know what would be amazing is if that was the collectible of the game. A and fish. it unlocks the secret ending with giant fish. That'd be like giving away like a weird statue of the sex scene from Heavy Rain with Heavy Rain. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> For a thousand reasons, a thousand reasons. Um, <laughs> Gary, you felt sold on the last trailer of Detroit. Did this uh, further sell you or cool you? Um... Any giveaway? It did. Uh, I, I am I am excited for it. I I found it kind of weird that some of the stuff in it, like how long the the hostage guy waited for you to collect clues. I was like, that guy is just waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of interrogation or hostage negotiation is this? Um, but no, I I am excited. I love. His types of games, uh, David Cage, I've always been a fan of. Um, I loved all the games he's done, uh, all the way back to Fahrenheit, or what was it called here? I don't even remember. Indigo Prophecy. Indigo, yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't <laughs> watching it. I was like, damn, it's a good thing they didn't do the domestic abuse with these people making the choices because that would have ended very badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I heard was like a live play. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, like, sure that I was happy. Like, shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! Uh... Yeah, I, I am excited for it. I, I, I'm questioning how long the game is going to be though. And uh, how many of these types of moments there is going to be? Uh, Apparently, a lot, which is like more than there were in like his previous work. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I'm excited for it. I am mostly those two stories. I don't care about the robot revolution storyline whatsoever. <laughs> I care about Kara, and I care about this hostage negotiation android. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's kind of unfair for you get obviously to get the near comparisons in terms of storytelling. It's like you know the whole philosophical philosophical. I can't even speak the debate of uh, <laughs> of near, and then then you have just Dave Gage going, "What if robots had feelings?" And it's like well, robots and feelings has been a thing since the fifties. So yeah, it's like the comparison is stupid. <laughs> it, it's almost. I mean, if you if you want to do something slightly fresher, what about zombies with feelings? Come on, it's, uh, it, there's far less of that. Only one person. Only Romero had the balls to try that. Yep. <laughs> and it worked once, but didn't work the second time. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose they do make you sympathetic to the undead because you know medieval was a thing, so. Um, Ben, stop your tapping. All I can hear. It's not me. <laughs> Is it not your fingers? It's definitely not me, I don't think. Hmm. Mm. We shall see, Ben. We shall see. Uh, what else do we have? Um, there was some a whole bunch of VR stuff. Um, Wipeout and Mega Collection will get a VR upgrade for free. It'll be the last Guardian VR standalone experience, which is this week. I think it's coming out, isn't it? It's uh, amongst other. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that was announced, um, which was fantastic, as they say. Um, what else? Da 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 da. Looking out. Da, 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 da. I mean, I suppose the big other two big things: Shadow of the Colossus is uh, PS4 version. Uh, been shown off a fair bit more, including a nice comparison of the PS2 to PS3 versions. Man, I didn't couldn't get over how good the jump was from PS2 to PS3. It's like because yeah, it, it's huge. I haven't played the PS2 version in a long time, so it, it was quite shocking to see that difference. And then to see the PS4 version, it's like wow. Um, yes, very very excited to play that in February. And Ben, what about you? I'll give it a miss. I was going to say I'll buy it and not play it. That that's that sounds right. Just like <laughs> what I did with Shadow Colossus on PS2 and PS3. <laughs> it's one of those for you, is it? Yeah, it's one of those like uh, like Last of Us. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alfonso, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a miss too. Give it a miss. Well, yeah, I don't really care for it. I mean, it's interesting. 
in terms of um, I like those type of games, but I I haven't played them in so long, and I kind of don't remember them, so I'm not gonna bother trying to like go back into that genre, you know, that type of gameplay. So yeah, I'm gonna skip it. Breaking my heart, Alfonso. Breaking my heart. Neil, Can't... you break my heart all the time. So <laughs> this is just even. But that's my job. You know, as host, I, I have to, I have to do make the tough decisions and such. Gary, don't but you don't do it? Breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> break your heart about Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, don't break my heart. I would never do that. Game looks phenomenal. Oh, that looks. Like a PS4 built game, not a PS2 game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that is an <laughs> incredible job from Bluepoint. Like that is, yeah, that game looks phenomenal. That looks like a brand new game that I never played before, and I'm super excited again. Yeah, very much the same. You know, very much still Shadow of the Colossus, which is I know there was a, the early worry from some people was that you know oh, it's lost something in the way it looks. It's like nah, definitely not. It now looks more in keeping with like the Last Guardian in terms of what. Yeah. What did they lose? The hmm. muddy graphics and the crabby draw distance. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, it's until you look at them side by side again, it's like you don't realize quite how much different it is and how awful some of it looked and how bleak is it. If you did that now and just left it as it was, left it very bleak everywhere, and it's like it, it just wouldn't look nice. It's like. It would just be very boring to go around. It's nice they've added the the detail that clearly they would have had in the original game if they'd had the space and room to do it. Yeah, like when you talk about remaster, this is, should be the blueprint for remaster. Like any game that announces a remaster, it should be what they've done with this game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Bluepoint are just really bloody good at doing these. It has to be said, and this is. Probably the most impressive work I've seen them do in terms of it's the longest distance between the game coming out and them remaking or remastering a game. So it's is a bloody yeah. This could be damn good. I like that what they've done with the HUD, making it all disappear off screen until it's needed. It just adds to that sort of sense of scale of the, everything going on. And I just love that everything looks so familiar but different. You know, you just feel like you're going for. A different area than you ever were before. It just adds a freshness while still you know, entertaining you in nostalgia, which is always the best way if you're going to do remasters and remakes. Um, yeah, so that wasn't the only thing. Um, Dreams, of course, surfaced once again, and it's got a, good, a lot of good talk after this uh, weekend. So it's just, yeah, I think our own Kyle Perel has been playing it out there at PSX, and he's a uh, Come back with an article on PSU, absolutely raving about it. Ben, of course, has been a long-term champion. Yeah, this game's amazing. So, yeah, and it's finally... I think more now that it's, it's explaining more of what it is, you know, rather than the ideas of what it would be. They've added a single player to it that obviously helps explain a lot of what's going on with it. And, yeah, just the potential is just mind-blowing with that thing. I mean... The, all the stuff they were showing you could do you know, like it's not like they're saying oh yeah you could do that stuff now we're not going to show you anything about it and then you can question it later they showed it you know, on stage they're like yeah you could do this here look this is us doing this and it's like 
mad, absolutely mad. And the fact that they're saying, you know, it's not just for making game stuff, you can just do it for art stuff or just set up music or anything like that. It's 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 crazy good. And Ben, yeah, you know, as you are indeed our resident long term fan of dreams, uh, how, how have you come away from this most recent spate of dreams fest? Oh, I love all the. They've improved it so much from the previous original bills that they show, used to show on Twitch every yeah. so often. Oh, it's just uh, the new music system. They showed off, you know, the synthesizers, how you can customize your own music completely. Um, yeah, I love that story they told actually on stage, which was about the oh, like oh, they had all this inbuilt stuff, and like when they did the testing with people, that someone just literally went and made a whole fucking synth. You know, in game, you know, with working keys and everything. It's you just know, like the playable character they had were using was made in game. Yeah, they said everything, <laughs> even everything in the whole single player adventure was made like they like yeah. you can do everything else, and it's just. Uh, I want to know how limited you are size wise, though, still, because I kind of want to make an RPG. Hmm, it'll be interesting, I suppose. I think it'd be one of those games that could you know cross generations in terms of improving and oh, expanding yeah. well to be fair because... how much can they microtransaction it really little big planet you could sell costumes and stuff like that yeah. because it was pre-made all of it this it's all yeah. custom made because all the tools yeah you can't Mine... really monetize yeah. it you only have to look at the lights of minecraft which yeah. sell exponential amounts on console after console yeah. and platform after platform because it's the basic of what it does it's yeah. just it w- it can sell on what oh, it yeah. does, and that's it. It, it. That's all it needs. Remember I mean, that also, if, unless they've changed it, you can actually pour over your experiences from the game into actual modeling software on your PC. Yeah, they sh- they said the fact you should be able to. I think it's called Z- ZBrush or ZBrush or whatever it is. Yeah, same with the music as well. Yeah, just... it's just insane. Even our own podcast could be made into a game. That, that, uh, that we, was, yeah. <laughs> we could make an episode of Unchained into a real game. Into, oh, we're man. a real boy. I mean, Christ, that, that's creepy to think about, but at the same time, amazing. <laughs> so I, I think that's the dream, if we ever get to that stage. If Unchained is still going when Dreams is out and we actually know how to work it, that would be a great thing to do. I still wish they'd gone with my idea of having a reversible cover called Nightmares. And have it like a spooky version on that. Uh, that sounds like future DLC, doesn't it? Well, no, <laughs> How do you do DLC? <laughs> no, just to, the cover of the game be reversible because you got dreams and then nightmares. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree on that. Sorry, I just had to let the cat out. Okay, I thought I'd scared you all off. Nightmares? No, no. What kind of crazy idea is that? No, uh, as I was talking, my wife had left the room, the cat just sort of bunched the door open and came in here and then got stuck. So he was like, oh, let me out. So, and now I can't shut the door. So it's quite fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. Um, yes, please, dreams. Day one. Yes, I want dreams. to review it, but probably not. But still, day one. Day one. I think. Day now, if I could. I would throw as much money as I could to buy it now. Yeah. Definitely agree on I'm that. I'm still jealous of it, all the people it, that get to play at the event. Yeah, the... yeah. I, I think them. I'm just I'm just thinking it will be everything that Little League Planet wanted to be. You know, yeah. in terms of. So yeah, that's good. Um, Alfonso, 
What about you? Any any interest in the dreams? Very interested. Um, at first, you know, couldn't really get a feel about it because I didn't know what exactly what it was. But when he finally explained it, it's like Little Big Planet amplified by ten. Definitely. So I'm definitely intrigued, and I yeah, just can't wait to play it. Excellent, um, Gary. What about you? Uh, yeah, Dreams looks fantastic. Uh, I don't think it's a game for me though, because I don't really have the time or dedication to build shit <laughs> <laughs> in a game like that. Um, I am more excited to play stuff that other people build. That's for sure. Um, yeah, which is just the brilliant thing about it. But look at it; it's just that it could grow in such an amazingly huge way. <laughs> In, oh yeah, for sure. Like the fact that you can make whatever game you want in it more so than you could in Little Big Planet three, and I thought that was impressive—the shit people made in that game. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's still very much an underappreciated series, Little Big Planet, for what it did. Uh, yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just because you know by the time it it was on a platform that was struggling anyway, and then Minecraft happened, and it just became you know very secondary in what it was. And, yeah, shame. Uh, yeah. I believe I had access to a Limit Planet, Little Big Planet game that no one's ever going to play. Uh, do you remember when they met announced that free to play Limit Planet, uh, Little Big Planet Hub? I do. Yes, if I remember. Yeah, briefly. I, I actually had the version of that on my PS3. Yeah, closed alpha testing. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, it turned into Little Big yeah. Planet Three. Yeah, I, I was worried about Dreams because I don't think it demoed well uh, back when they showed it off um, mm. and you couldn't really understand what the hell it was or what they were going for but it definitely looks it looks really good, it really does uh, kudos to Media Molecule for that game like, yeah and I'd say kudos to Sony as well because they've clearly given them the time to go and go away and do stuff with it and come back anew and giving them the platform to sort of... I mean, if, if, if EA made this game, microtransactions to download other people's levels in games... I, I, it just wouldn't happen. It, would, <laughs> it wouldn't get this kind of game. It's like... I, mean, <laughs> I think it's what sunk you know, Microsoft's attempts at doing a similar thing because, I mean, at the end, let's be honest, Microsoft's way of getting that kind of creativity was to buy the company that made Minecraft. So... It, yeah. Whereas Sony has like shown the faith in a company like Media Molecule, whose games haven't sold brilliantly, not for any fault of their own, just that they happened to get big at a time where PlayStation was too. Well, yeah, they had that. You know, with Little Big Planet being on the PS3 when it was down and out, and then they had Tearaway, which uh, came to the Vita, which uh, again, not huge in the countries outside Japan. Um, and uh, the PS4 version, I'm sure, did all right, but still not quite as the same thing, you know, in terms of inventiveness of what they did. But yeah, it, I, I think it's a studio that deserves to have their breakthrough moment, and I'm really, really hoping that this is going to be it. I mean, it, it's got all the chance in the world of being that. I just I hope we don't get the usual voices that you get with any game like that, where it's like. Uh, but it doesn't have any focus or story. Don't know what to do. Uh, it's like, and I hate that as an argument for a game. It's just like you, you don't have to have that. There are games that 
people there are people that get baffled at the idea of Minecraft being successful. It's like well, just because it's not just one thing. You can do so many different things with it. It's like I still think as a game, it has one of the best survival modes of any game, you know, hands down. Yeah, but the creative side is there as well, and it's just like, and I think that ties into why it's such a good survival game because you you see so many survival games with these you know, block these outlines of what you can create, and it's just very restricted. You know, and whereas that is like, make what the fuck you want. If you want your base to be a giant dildo in the sky, you go for it, man. It, it can be that, and people do, uh, of course, because you know, video games. Yeah. So, all the best to Media Molecule. We we look forward to seeing more of Dreams. That's for sure. And hopefully, it is going to be up there as one of the games of next year. Now, that's the dream, I'd say, for Dreams. Okay, let's uh, get out of the old talk that we're doing on these things because it's taken up a huge chunk of the show. But hey, at least we've got stuff to talk about this week. That's the main thing. We, we made up for it by being 45 minutes long last week. So, it's all fair. Um, let's go to the score predictions. Da, da, da. Last week, we brought it back after a little hiatus as there was nothing coming out and uh, <laughs> there was barely anyone on the shows. Um, so... We did Dead Rising 4 last week, and nobody was particularly high on it, um, with good reason. I mean, I probably scored it higher in my prediction than I actually scored it in my review, which was a 5.5 out of 10. Basically, the game that made me suddenly think, I'm not sure if I enjoy zombies as much as I used to. And this is coming from someone who's sifted through a lot of zombie games. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I love zombies as a concept, an idea, but yeah. This just feels like a, a very much a, a shallow thing that doesn't feel anything like the original in terms of character and charm. Um, so yeah, I said sixty. Uh, ben said forty-four, really low ball in it, and Alfonso said seven, sixty-seven. Uh, the final score was seventy-two, so five points out. Alfonso won the point, so that moves good old Alfonso. Nowhere, to be honest, because he's still just below. <laughs> um, it goes Mike two and a half, Alfonso now with four points, uh, Ben on five, Tim six, Gary 14, me on 19 and a half. We're going to sort of go on a bonanza for the next couple of weeks, have like uh, a couple of games each week to try and claw those points back. So it's going to be all or nothing rounds now for these last two weeks. Uh, we'll have two games this week maybe two games next week might just be one and we're gonna go multi points so we're gonna say five points for anyone that gets it right on their own two and a half points if it's shared with two people and dead on results anyone with a dead on score will get 10 whopping points so that we can really make this spicy in these last few weeks so that anyone anyone could win after all this which is very sporting of me, considering how far I am ahead of the minute. Um, so this week, we'll do two indie games that got announced this week. Uh, it's coming to PS4, Gang Beasts and Ultimate Chicken Horse. Um, Gang Beasts is first up. And Alfonso, what would you guess that the Gang Beast score will be? Before I give my answer, Ben, you need to find a gauntlet and warp <laughs> Neil's mind in case he wins, so he can give his points to someone else because I don't like how this sounds. But um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a 73. 
73. Fair, fair, fair. Um, ben. What game was it again? Gang Beasts. 69. Nice. Um, I will give it 82. Gary. Yes. Score uh, for Gang Beasts. I don't know. Let me look at the screenshot for it first and then I'll tell you. <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to look at pictures of the game? I want to know what the game looks like first. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two. Okay. No, that's too old. That's too old. Let's go 60, 65. sixty-five. Sixty-five. <laughs> I love it. Sixty-one or something. <laughs> Even though you'd still win, but you know, if that was the case. But uh, okay, so there's that one. Uh, as I said, five points if someone wins. Two and a half if it's shared. Ten points if it's a dead-on score. So. Uh, so same goes for Ultimate Chicken Horse. So, Gary, um, we'll do this in reverse order from last time. What do you give Ultimate Chicken Horse? 60. 60. Uh, me, I give it uh, 79. Ben? 87. 87. Healthy, hearty score. Alfonso? 70. 70. Okay, so there you go. That's the two scores. Could be a big swing in positions next week. That's what it's going to be interesting, and uh, we shall see. Um, I suppose we will do a bit of games played. We missed that last week in in our mission to be as quick as possible. <laughs> so we were so impressed with ourselves, and uh, now we know why because we were so short. Um, I, I briefly talked about dead rising and to be fair that's all i really want to talk about right? because yeah it's just very disappointing and sad i can't talk about the other thing i played which is madness because it's not a new game but you know that's what happens when you have remasters of things and ports they just still impose embargoes which is just baffling to me especially when they've not changed a damn thing um i played a lot of yakuza zero this week and by god what a good game that is that that's really just become a late contender for my one of my games of the year without a shadow of a doubt um and oh played evil within 2 i've been playing a bit of that which started very promising quite enjoyed it Little dip is, uh, I don't know if you, you'll probably, I say I don't know, you will know, of course, Gary. Um, when it gets to the first person section at the, in the uh, the tunnels under the city. Uh, what about it? Yeah, that, that, that's where it took a dip for me slightly. I, didn't, I wasn't oh, quite as you'll, keen. You'll be happy to know that is literally the only time that happens. Oh, a relief. <laughs> it, it, just like I'm just like no, nah. uh, it's just like no. Nah, this this is not your style. This is this is not the way yeah. to go. Come on, snap yeah, out of it. What's worse is you can't stealth kill anybody in that. I know. Oh, that was just like the minute they said, "Oh no, it's explosive." There's explosive stuff here. I was like, "Oh fuck off!" It's <laughs> 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 just like I I was on a good run of playing it, and then it came up, and I was like, "You know, no, a break, a break." Now I think now just still play something else because. <laughs> Oh no, I can't. It's not, it's not too long, and that's literally the only time it happens. Oh, good. Okay, that, that's good motivation to power through. My first thought was just like, if there's any more of these in this game, it's going. I'm, I'm bidding it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I like the the stealth in that it's you know you can fight your way out of it if needed. 
Uh, but yeah, when when that option is taken away in that game, it's at the nah nah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's very much a greatest hits package of survival horror stuff, and I like that about it. It it's, takes a lot of different things on and works quite well with it, and reminds me a lot of Silent Hill Downpour in terms of the, the setup of the city and. Again, not a bad thing in my book. I really like Silent Hill Downpour. Um, it's, yeah, still got a little of that Mikami Resi sort of style to it, but less so, I think, than what I've seen of the first game. But yeah, it's visually very interesting, some cool moments. Another game that came to mind was Forbidden Siren as well, just with some of the, the stuff mainly, I think, comes from that side of it. Yeah, it's. Pleasantly good. I, I, I don't think I've disliked a Bethesda game this year. It's, uh, they've all been rather good. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. And I've been playing a whole bunch of fighters this week because I'm, I'm reviewing uh, Razer's, uh, was it Panthera? Panthera Arcade Joystick, which is an absolute beast. It's It's like, you can sit it on your lap. It's bigger than the PS4 as a thing, right? And by God, it's just a wonderful feeling to play fighters with a full-on big old arcade stick. And yeah, and I noticed that it was like PS3 and PS4 compatible. And I was like, okay, I like this. And you know, uh, my first thought was then, I can play Streets of Rage 2 with an arcade stick. It's like, (laughs) so naturally, I went onto the PS3 and I played Streets of Rage 2 with an arcade stick. And that's something I've been wanting to do since I since I first played Streets of Rage 2. You know, because it's like, oh, I like this on a controller, I like this on a home console, but by God, I'd love to play this in the arcade sort of style. And yeah, it was just wonderful. I, 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 I jumped onto our work Slack and had to tell Gary immediately, it's like, Gary, I played Streets of Rage 2 with an arcade stick. It's just bloody magical. And yeah, I just, I've really enjoyed using it. It's a good bit of nostalgia and a bloody good bit of kit, to be fair. It should be. It's very expensive. Um, yeah, it's uh, very good. And that's it for me on the uh, games played. Ben, anything? Uh, Destiny 2, RC14, and Monster Hunter Beta. Oh, yeah. I played a bit of that as well. But, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you'll talk about it, so I'll talk about it when that comes. Yeah, I'll talk about uh, it when it comes out more. It's The beta's yeah. just too short to really... Yeah, it's it's interesting. It does pretty much what everything you've seen in the videos so far, really. And that's it's cool. It's a way to experience Monster Hunter, from what I can tell. No, and it's... Uh, controls are a bit weird to try at first as well. But, uh, I think it's just a case of getting used to it again. Um, Cool. Um, Alfonso, what about you? Uh, I played the Ponia. It's a click of Russia game. I played Planet of the Eyes, a platform game. It's very fun, but the puzzle can be annoying. It's like a lot of time in when it yeah. comes to jumps. Uh, Xenoverse 2. Uh, oh, I've been playing Xenoverse 2 as well, yeah. <laughs> I love that the game. Fig- yeah. Grants- I'm sorry, go ahead. Have you played Xenoverse 2 Fig Battles? So much fun. Yeah, the new figures they've oh. added. No, right now I'm just um, doing the, the parallel quest. Oh, nice. So, offline, probably. Yeah, um, Grand Turismo, but 
not much because I went for the updates so they could bring the GC Lee mode. It's kind of like the licensing um, races they had in the previous one. Um, finish um, Marvels of the Gasly, Guardians of the Gasly. I like how it ended a lot better than the previous episodes. Um, episode 4 of Minecraft Story Mode 2, which is nice. It was good. I'm starting to see why Gary loves snow because the snow scene in Rise of the Tomb Raider was amazing. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Good stuff. Gary, what about you? I've played quite a bit, actually. Um, I'll start with Warframe. I've been playing that with Ben, Tim, and Chris. Um, more like Ben carrying us. I haven't really been doing much. That's always been fun. <laughs> Just puts us on his back and does everything. <laughs> uh, but that's been fun. Uh, really enjoying that. Uh, I've also been playing uh, the Monster Hunter World beta. Well, I played a little bit of it, not too much. Um, yeah, feels just like Monster Hunter. I don't think it's very uh, newbie-friendly <laughs> at all. Uh, it's definitely geared towards people who have played Monster Hunter before. Um, but yeah, still fun. Uh, some stuff I dislike, some stuff I like. Uh, we'll see how the final game turns out. Uh, let's see. I've also been playing uh, Slay Away Camp, which oh, is yeah. fun. Um, I do still have to write the review for that. Uh, should be coming this week sometime. Yeah, um, I did like the look at that. It's a bit quite f- good fun. Uh, the sort of horror stuff I like as well. And, uh, it is. It, it It's a parody to horror stuff in, in some of the best ways. Like It just jumps through a whole bunch of different movies. Um, like you have obviously, you know, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, like you even play as the, as the mom <laughs> in one of, in some of the missions, which is pretty great. Um, it just jumps jaws. You play as a walking shark on the beach, which is fantastic. Um, even every, even the trophies that you unlock are based off movies like Hellraiser, the faculty, um, just a whole bunch of crazy. They even have office space in there. It's considered a whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm yeah. guessing it's just they really liked office space. They're like, yeah, we'll put it in there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's fun. It, it's pretty much uh, like a Hitman Go type of game, um, where you got to figure out how to solve a puzzle by killing all the people in the level. And getting to the exit. So your character just slides. So like you push right and he slides all the way until he hits a wall. Yeah. And it's a puzzle like that where you gotta solve. And they add a whole bunch of different things like, oh, this wall is electrified, so if you hit it, you die. Um they start adding like cats to the mix. If you scare a cat and it runs off and drowns in the water, then you lose the mission. So you have to make sure the cat <laughs> doesn't get scared to the point where it runs off and, and kills itself. <laughs> Um, so they add a whole bunch of these these cool little challenges, like, oh, you have to kill this person last. Uh, so you got to figure out how to do that. There's a lot of missions. Uh, they're called movies. So each movie has about like 15, 16 levels in it. Yeah. Um, and you just go through those. Uh, you buy new execution kills with the in-game currency that you own uh, for, for completing missions. Uh, and some of them are pretty pretty damn violent. 
Um, they do give you the option to play a non-violent version of the game, so you can oh, like, really? remove blood and gore from it and just enjoy it that way. Huh. Um, but yeah, buy different serial killers from movies like that, <laughs> I guess you can say. Um, so yeah, uh, really enjoying that game. Uh, it's a fun game. It, it gets really hard really fast, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that model of game does generally. So that wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, if it sounds like one of the go games, but with horror, that that sounds exactly like what I want in terms of that. That that might be one to get over the holiday season. <laughs> the, the only the only downside to it is it's got like a Minecraft look to it. So that's how like kind of the characters are. They're very blocky. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. To me, that's yeah. So good. sometimes when they do like an execution it's really hard to tell what the hell happened because <laughs> it's like a giant square just does something. And you're like, what happened? I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. Uh, very, very enjoyed enjoying that game. Um, I've also been playing uh, Tokyo Xanadu uh, EX plus, which is done by the same guys who did the trials of cold steel uh, games. It's kind of like persona. It's in a high school setting. Uh, you go to like these mysterious dungeons. You go to school. You do all that stuff. Uh, but it's more simplified um, than Persona is. And I actually kind of enjoy it that way more. Um, combat is fun. It's more of an action combat. Uh, action RPG rather than a turn-based style. Which was a nice change of pace. Um, yeah, good story. Uh, great music, too. Um, but yeah, those are those are the games I've been playing. Yeah, cool. Good list. Good list of things. Um, I think that wraps us up this week. That's pretty good. We've had a lot to talk about. As a next week, it might be the last one this year. It might not be. It depends on schedules, as we said. We may do one before Christmas if we get the time. Um, but so next week will be unchained awards as i said um what it will basically be as i mentioned earlier is that you we will select our, our favorite games maybe some of our low lights from the year as well so we can argue then about that too <laughs> and yeah we'll, we'll just generally have a chinwag about the year in playstation gaming and which is always fun and hopefully we'll have mike on next week which is definitely something we want to get done in the next couple of weeks uh, so We'll try and get Mike on, we'll get Tim on, have Alfonso on. We'll have the whole damn crew to to end the year well. That's the way we want it. So any shout outs for our illustrious crew today? Alfonso, what about you? Shout out to you guys. Like always, I love the work you do on the site. The review is always um enjoyable to read. Shout out to all, all the um followers and all the listeners and you know, just trying to wrap up 2017 and move forward to next year. Yeah, good, cool. Um, Gary, what about you? Uh, it's the usual, you guys, for having me on. Um, fans, fans, the listeners, all them. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, and of course, Ben. A shout out to Klaus Nightbringer, Phoenix Sound Radio. Shout out to Bob Malik, Government Flip Streamer, Twitch.tv, Sessible Mail. A shout out to Alfonso, thank you for being on this week. Shout out to everyone on Twitter. Oh, by the way, I've reached a thousand followers on Twitter. 
Yay! So that means twenty nine thousand more. <laughs> yes, yeah. but whatever that school. means in January, I'll be giving away fifty dollars. Yes. So whole dollars. Fifty whole dollars. So yeah, thank you to everyone who followed me. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I'm obviously going to share similar sentiments on that. I will, of course, ask that if you are listening to us on the iTunes or anything else that gives you a rating system, please give us a rating or review. Always handy. I know you hear this in every podcast, but hey, if you, if you listen this long, I'm sure you care enough to do that for us. Um, and just share it about. Tell people about it, even if it's just to say, can you believe that these people have been doing nearly 200 episodes of this shine? And I just think technically I've done more than 200. Yeah. I mean, that is that not a feat you wish to share with people, good or bad? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're derailed. Yeah. Um, as we said before, <laughs> we hopefully like to make some sort of changes to how Unchained works next year, but when, we, when we've got a clearer idea of what's going on in general, um, for us, it, it, that's what we'll do. So, yeah, we've got ideas, but uh, just a case of yeah. getting the right implementation. Could be new podcasts on the horizon as well, I believe, on this network of podcasts, so keep yeah ears peeled you don't keep your ears peeled do you that'd just be weirder than keeping your eyes peeled at least your eyes have layers um keep your ears de-waxed i suppose there you go that's a good one um and yeah as ever thank you for listening to this episode 196 four away now from the hallowed land of 200 and yes shout out to our hosts as well that aren't our hosts guests that aren't here this week in tim and mike we hope to have you next week and uh until then alfonso you have the floor as you were the winner of the predictions this week so you can end this week's podcast however you like all i have to say is ben i love you but you cannot get the gauntlet because you're already a god that's too much power for you thanks take care guys (laughs) 